Hey guys, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow is back with episode 35. We've got a really good show for you today. Really excited for you guys to hear it, and uh, we certainly hope that you guys enjoy what you hear. Now, before we get into the show, we want to tell you about an event in which home brewers and local breweries will work together to help raise money for St. Jude's Children's Cancer Research Hospital. That event, of course, is the 2017 Brew for a Cure, which is taking place Saturday, November 4th from 1 to 5 p.m. at The Well in Brooklyn at 272 Meserol Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11206. The event is an open-style homebrew competition consisting of judges' votes, people's choice, and more. Along with the awesome homebrew, there will be local breweries pouring their beer as well. There will be raffles and games with cool prizes and gear up for the taking. All proceeds from this event will be donated to the charity. This ticket includes an official tasting glass, unlimited samples, and acts as your donation for this great cause. Let's do what we can to give back and help families and the children affected through their difficult times while having a great day filled with beer, prizes, and more. Of course, this is a 21 and over event. You can uh, check out more information about the event and the home brewers who are participating from the brewmanaries and the beers that they will be pouring uh, at eventbrite.com. So come on out. Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow is fortunate enough to be a part of this event as well. Uh, come by, say hello, support, and uh, give back because that's what it's all about. Enjoy the show. <laughs> all right, Matt. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, and we are proud to be one of the co-sponsors of the second annual Beer in the Gardens tasting event here at the Community House in Forest Hills Gardens on an idyllic fall day. Could not ask for better weather. It's beautiful outside, and it's a great day to be drinking craft beer. We're going to be here all day, 1 p.m. to 4.30 is how long the event runs. And it's a great, great event because all proceeds are going to a Brooklyn-based nonprofit that does anti-poverty work in rural parts of Africa and Asia. So i got to take a moment just to shout them out and uh, talk about a little bit about what they're doing because uh, it's definitely worthy of note. The festival's designated beneficiary, the Face-to-Face -face Project, also known as F2F, began as the Face-to-Face -face AIDS Project, a Harvard Medical School effort to document the AIDS pandemic in South Africa in 2003. Over the next four years, F2F evolved into an international charity that uses its documentary skills to report on economic, cultural, and societal realities in Malawi and Cambodia, and then build on-the-ground programs to break the cycles of poverty in local communities. Very good stuff. Big up to uh, F2F. They are uh, focusing on farming, health, and youth development. They've created education, gardening, vocational, and employment programs in Cambodia. Meanwhile, in Malawi, the agency has pioneered the Victory Garden Initiative, which is a really awesome initiative where they work closely with tribal leaders and using peer-to-peer -peer training, they teach farming and train facilitators to maintain gardens in desert-like areas where obviously starvation is rampant. With more than 5,000 gardens in Malawi, F2F hopes to expand the concept to other African countries, including Tanzania, and Mozambique. So uh, again, big shout out, major shout out to F2F. Appreciate what uh, they're doing. Glad that we could be a part of this event to uh, just help out a bit as well. Now, down to uh, the business here, the craft beer business. Um, bunch of breweries donated beer here today for this great cause, and i uh, got to shout them out as well. So Strong Rope, Big Alice, Ortega, Single Cut, Lineup, KCBC, Keg and Lantern, Rockaway, Iconic, Innerborough, Finback, and Greenpoint. So shout out to all the breweries. Uh, and also shout out to the Bruminaries here that have also brewed up some uh, delicious brews that they've uh, generously donated as well. Uh, currently, I'm drinking uh, Human by Finback. It's a double IPA, dry hop with Azeka and uh, Meridian. 
It's um, a tweaked rebrew of Oscillation 8. Oscillation's a great series, so I'm certainly enjoying this right now. Uh, today, actually, I'm, uh, I'm running the ship Dolo. It's uh, a, a Dolo BTBT show, but, you know, it's, uh, if it's just one of us, two of us, three of us. It's, it's a BTBT party, so this is how we do. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Queens, Queens all day. Uh, let me just set the scene for you guys here. So this this is the um, this is kind of like a common house, I guess you could kind of call it. It's it's um, we're inside of a uh, basically it's a gym. There's a basketball hoop uh, almost right above me right now, um, and we got tables set up all around the room. And, and we've got a very nice turnout already. This this place is already packed. Is uh, buzzing with some some energy here. People from the community and you know people from Queens and all over coming to to show support, show love. Um, you got an interesting uh, array of folks in the crowd. You've got young, you've got old. Uh, everyone just coming together to uh, kick it and try some craft beer. Uh, what greater way to bring people out than to uh, entice them with craft beer? And we're all doing it for a great cause today. Again, you know, uh, shout out to Face to Face Project. So, um, yeah, guys, I'm uh, just kind of hanging out here. I'm excited to be trying uh, a bunch of the beers here. Um, you know, so far I've had um, something from the Bruminaries, uh, and I've had something from Strong Rope. Strong Rope was, was another double IPA, um, which was quite nice. Uh, we're going to have a special guest from Bruminaries pop on later in the show. He'll talk about his brew. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to trying a, uh, a few of the brews here today. Um, excited, again, very excited to be here. We've got uh, the community really showing up showing out in force um which is great it's great to see it's great to hear and of course you know any way that btbt can help we'll we'll certainly do that when when it's a when it's a good cause and you know it doesn't take much to bring us out you got you got some beer for us to drink as long as it's good beer you know we'll be there it's just an added uh, bonus that we're doing it for a good cause here uh we're going to try to get on a few uh few guests here today um we may have some some folks popping over from uh, juice garden bk and absurd conclave from bushwick in Brooklyn, as well as I mentioned, Bruminaries. We'll see. We might pull some folks here and there to talk more about this uh, great, great event. And right now, I'm just enjoying sipping my beer, laying back, doing this podcast, talking to you guys. Hoping uh, you guys are enjoying the show. We talk about this sometimes. It's, it's curious to see where craft beer is going to go. Um, you know, what's what's the next step? What's the next evolution of craft beer? We talked about a little bit about it. In, in the craft culture show that we did a few episodes back. And we, we, we touch on it from time to time on other shows as well, but really interesting to see wh- where, where are we going to go next? You know, we talk about the oversaturation of the market of IPAs and double IPAs, and there, there are quite a few here, and, and don't get me wrong, they, they are delicious. Um, they're, they're very, very enjoyable, but, you know, you, you want to try something else, and, and you don't want to pigeonhole what craft beer is, right? It's fantastic that IPAs and double IPAs are the rage, um, and uh, you know anything that brings more attention and gets people interested in craft beer is 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 you know fantastic. But um, craft beer has so many other styles to offer, so many other types of beers to offer. So you know it's interesting. Is it going to be the you know the saisons? Is it going to be the sours? I mean, who knows? You know, or is it going to just go back to the traditional? Uh, classic Czech and German styles, you know, maybe these Pilsners, which are, you know, very, very, you know, clean, drink, very, very sessionable style beer. Um, it's, it, it's interesting to see, um, you know, who, 
you know, we're not really sure where it's going to go right now, but we know that uh, the flavor spectrum has not been fully explored. There's a lot more that there's so many talented brewers in the game right now. I mean, Queen in Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, uh, Staten in uh, Bronx, Long Island, but not just obviously in New York. I mean, all in, you know, upstate as well, obviously, but uh, in all over, I mean, all over the country, all over the world, there's, there's so many talented, um, you know, awesome devoted brewers and breweries that are doing really big things and it's exciting to see it's exciting to be, even be part of the scene and just kind of see it evolve see it grow i mean we've talked about this before i mean years ago you know before 2011 2012 queens was barren there was no breweries anywhere now you got them popping up um you know practically everywhere you got a lot of breweries popping up all over new york um New York still has a long way to go as far as catching up to some other spots, like let's say a San Diego, for example. But there is, um, you know, we're, we're, we're making up the groundwork. I mean, we are certainly uh, picking up the pace. Uh, breweries are, are opening. Uh, they're opening up everywhere, and, and they're opening up rather quickly. Um, you know, and now it's, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, which of these breweries can survive? Which of these breweries now can take it to the next level? It's not just about making that good beer. It's about making that good beer and uh, running a business. And um, it's hard. There's a lot that go into that goes into that. You know, not not all these brewers have the luxury of focusing on this uh, full time. It's a lot of these other people have other gigs. They have other responsibilities, and you know, as we all do. But um, you know. It's, it's that next step now and that next evolution is how are they going to survive? How are they going to, you know, maintain? How are they going to grow? How are they going to capture more market share? You know, it's like brewers can't, you know, they can't just be brewers. They got to be business people. They got to be marketers. They got to be social, you know, uh, butterflies. They got to be networking. They have to have the right team in place to do the right things. And um, that's interesting. It's, it's interesting and it's exciting to see um, how the breweries will, will adapt because, you know, craft beer first came on the scene and, and at least here locally, speaking from a local perspective, um, came on the scene and it kind of like wowed people. People were like, holy shit, beer can, can be this good? That's amazing. Um, and they didn't really, they weren't really aware uh, that it could be. So then, you know, people gravitated and, and people showed up and people certainly um, enjoyed it quite a bit. But now the next step is, okay, where do we go? You know, how, how do we maintain that? Now people need the next thing. The, the audience, the consumers, they will need those next steps. They will need to understand, uh, or at least they, they will need to, to kind of, to stay in, to maintain, you know, for it to grow beyond just a novelty, they will need that, that extra little bit of oomph. And not to say that craft beer is a novelty. Craft beer is here to stay. There's no question about it. Craft beer will continue to grow, uh, I'm positive. But it's kind of interesting, well, how will it grow and to what, uh, what targeted audience, what kind of demographic is it going to be growing towards? And how do we expand it? I mean, you know, how do we get other people involved? How do, how do we make it more diverse? I mean, it's interesting. Craft beer flavors are all about diversity. But, you know, how do we, how do we get the craft beer consumers to diversify that target audience and grow that with, with you know, there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of potential. Um, and, of course, these are just musings and thoughts of one, of one man behind a microphone pounding some craft beer at a local community beer event. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's good stuff for sure. Um, the future for craft beer is bright. If the breweries that are that are making good beer can can continue to kind of improve and expand upon their business operations and their marketing strategy and tactics, 
then they will only continue to grow and continue to thrive. I think the, the you know the audience is there. I, I think the audience could be much larger. There's a lot of opportunity for growth expansion, and um, you know people love drinking beer. I mean, who doesn't love to have a nice beer? And it's not just you know. It could be in a social setting. It could be over a dinner. It doesn't necessarily have to be just throwing back, slamming them with your boys. You know, you you know you can appreciate the finer parts of, of beer. There's a beer for every person out there. There's a beer for every occasion, and a beer for every single event. And it's um it's good stuff, man. I mean, if you, if if you have not been to a local brewery, you're just stumbling on this podcast, and you happen to click play or listen to this particular episode. You know, the first thing I recommend that you do is go out there. You know, f- you know, look up the closest brewery to you. Um, you know, whatever that may be, and go out there, check it out, go down, you know, ask them, you know, uh, talk to the people behind the bar that, craft, you know, craftier people, they're very, they're very open, they're very friendly people, they will definitely want to match you with a style that they think will work best for you, um, certainly, you know, if you are new to craft beer, you know, don't jump in to the deep end, don't go for those double IPAs or something like that, go, you know, Speak to those folks behind the bar, and, uh, you know, behind in the tap room. You know, tell them what you currently like, and they'll they'll match it up pretty close to to what your style is. And then you may be introduced to something brand new, something you never thought existed, or something you never thought you would like. And that's and then you gravitate from there. I mean, I always say when you go to when you go to a brewery, or usually when I go out, I almost always get flights. I love to try a variety of stuff. I always go for something I never had. So even if you're a seasoned vet listening to the show, if you, you know you, you've been to a few breweries, my advice to you then will be: next time you go out, you know, as you may or may not be doing already, grab a beer you never had. You know, you have um, you know, there's five beers, six beers, whatever it may be. You had five of those. Have the sixth one you never had. Try different beers. I make it a point to try different beers every single time, every single place I go. I find it exciting, just to try to, you know, you know, new tastes, new sensations, new experiences. That's what craft beer is all about. And uh, I urge you guys all to do the same, you know. Visit a local brewery. Um, visit a couple local breweries. You know, make a day of it. Uh, get some friends to go with you. Uh, you know, Uber it. Don't, don't, don't drink and drive. That's a, that's a BTBTPSA. Don't, don't, don't drink and drive. Just, just Uber that shit. I mean, Uber's everywhere. Lyft, if you got to do a Lyft, you know, whatever. Um, and go and, and, and drink and consume and have fun. And, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff to do with the breweries. You know, sometimes you could break out the board games. You know, so you could bring pets there a lot of breweries that are also family friendly bring your kids down to you know most of these places but definitely go check it out consume and share you know tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend it's um it's all community and you might find that you know your local watering hole might just become your brewery you'll go down there you make good relationships a lot of good people you know btbt we've met a ton of really good people in the craft beer scene everyone for the most part is friendly everyone is 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 um just interested in seeing it grow and, and uh, seeing it, seeing the community grow together, and that's that's a fascinating thing about craft beer. It's uh, definitely definitely very cool, um, and uh, certainly, you know, uh, yeah, you know, we urge you guys get out there, get out there, have a few brews, try it out, and um, you know, and then for those people that that stay local all the time, why don't you you know make a weekend out of it, find a brewery that's you know, in the next town over, the next borough over, the next state over, across the country, whatever, go out and uh, plan some trips. Go, go, and uh, you know, it doesn't have to be specifically brewery related, but everywhere go, try a new brewery, man. You never know what you're gonna find that you're gonna love. You might fall in love. The next beer you're waiting to fall in love with might just be out there, and it might just be down the block. It might be in the town over. You know, it might be in in in, in two states over. Who knows? Who knows? Go out there, consume. That's um, that's what it's all about. I mean, beer today, beer tomorrow is big proponents of um, craft beer 
and uh, the community, the scene, the culture, and uh, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. We're very, very, uh, but back to today's event, you know, again, you know, we're happy to be here. This is a great event. You've got a um, ton of people here. The place is really filling out. you got breweries who donated, um, and you got people who, you know, coming out to try the beer and um, coming out to support a great cause, and uh, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's dope. That's, that's, that's what it is. Uh, and we're going to be kind of bringing in some guests shortly, having people pop on to talk about uh, what they're doing and why they're here, and uh, hopefully we'll get into some, um, you know, some, some business aspects, some life philosophy aspects, uh, all kinds of good stuff. So we'll be back shortly, and uh, I'm going to grab a beer. I hope you guys go do the same. We'll be back. We are back with a very, very special guest, the lovely and wonderful Rachel Spanos, uh, who happens to be my beautiful wife. Rachel, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing quite well. Very happy to be here at this great cause. So you, you just got here um, at the tail end of this event. What do you think of the, the turnout and how this event was structured? I think it looks Awesome. There's so many people. Everybody's super excited. Uh, everyone's trying the beers. And honestly, I'm trying this one here, and it's absolutely delicious. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, one thing for a fact, I see everyone's, as you can hear, everyone's super enthusiastic. And this is such a wonderful cause, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I agree completely. And uh, anytime you can, you can add craft beer to the equation, it's always, it's always a wonderful thing. So now you um, have your own venture that's going on that you're doing in conjunction with your sister, Rebecca. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys have planned in the uh, Bushwick scene? Right now we're in Forest Hills, which is pretty awesome. I love Queens. But also uh, Brooklyn is very dear to my heart as well. And actually right by K uh, KCBC, um, right around the corner, we are we've actually are going to be opening up very soon. Uh, Juice Garden BK. Actually, we're going to be located inside Absurd Conclave on 360 Jefferson Street. And what basically what it is is the Absurd Conclave is like a rental pop-up shop where you can do events and and pretty much do your own pop-up shop. What's also great is that Juice Garden BK. We're going to be inside the 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 space itself, and we're offering fresh organic juice. Uh, smoothies and acai bowls and at a really awesome price you can't go wrong and we're just it's all conjunction together right and you guys recently just did a uh, art event an art pop-up event right yes yes actually we yeah we just did one it was uh, awesome turnout we had amazing artists and amazing artists and what else and and photographers and so forth it was it was really good. It was a wonderful turnout. We actually had one of the artists, Boogie and uh, Buev Dylan. They did some spray painting uh, art on on the building itself, our new home at 360 Jefferson in, in Bushwick. They did a mural on the outside of the building. Yeah. Right? Very nice. Yeah, I saw that. That was really cool. Um, very nice. So, when, how are you guys inspired to come up with this concept? Well. When it, when it comes to Juice Garden BK, it was something that we grew up with. We've always juiced at home. Since I was a kid, we always had smoothies, and we've been always you know, doing juices, smoothies, and so forth, and we actually started sharing it with friends and family. 
and everybody kind of liked it. They really were actually coming over just asking for it. And you know what? We came to the conclusion, you know what? Maybe we should share it with the public. And not only that, um, we feel that this is the best way to stay as healthy as possible. And I think we would love to be able to share that, uh, just like a different way of approaching your health. And, and that's, that's awesome. And you guys are also open to potential collaborations with breweries and even Oh maybe yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, look, the hops is from the earth. And honestly, beers itself has their own, you know, health benefits and so forth. Not only, uh, I mean, for your hair, for your skin and so forth. It's it's really good thing. Awesome. Awesome. And now, um, as far as your types of beers that you like, like what kind of beers do you, do you kind of gravitate to? Let our audience know. Um, all right. It might be a little girly, but I like them a little sweet. But then again, I love the sours. I won't, I won't run. That is actually, um, there's, there's one in particular I particularly enjoy was, what was, was it? Was it the one from KCBC? Yes, it was. Um, uh, was it, uh, like something. Zombie Beach? Zomb something like that, right? It's or, like uh, Zombie Bride, something like that. And that was, I have to say, one of my favorite uh, sours. That was really, really good. And, and KCBC is one of the breweries that donated beer to this event today. Uh, and as you mentioned, they're right down the block, basically, from where you guys are set yes, up. Yes, yeah. That, that was a really good beer. And I never really liked sours. And then I kind of opened up, I guess, my mind to the concept of sours. And now I actually do enjoy a nice, well-made sour from time to time. And those KCBC sours that we tried recently were really good. We're really good, yeah, definitely. Tonight, are you guys on uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, follow us on absurdconclave.bk on Instagram and Facebook, and also for Juice Garden BK at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find out all the updates. You can see all the different drinks that we offer and all the kai bowls chia pudding bowls and everything it's going to be a really cool spot to hang out and do some work it's really cool it's like, it's like marrying health and wellness along with the vibe of the community in bushwick and um yes i mean i guess you guys are opening to doing uh events with breweries art events all kinds oh, of different yeah, stuff definitely. very very cool um so if you could kind of like uh tell us you know what what's What's your you know what's your philosophy or philosophical approach when it comes to Juice Garden? Like if you could kind of say, Juice Garden means this. What does Juice Garden BK mean to you? Well, Juice Garden BK would definitely, the way I would put it would be that it's a a more holistic approach on on your health. On yeah. instead of believe it or not. You can only eat so much vegetables and fruits at one sitting, and when you juice it, and when you put it in a smoothie, like your body welcomes it even more, and it goes straight to your blood system, and you get all its benefits much faster. With all, with all those vitamins and all those benefits that it comes with it, it's, you can't go wrong. It's it's uh, medicine in a drink. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, the what's great is that it doesn't taste like medicine. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm clearly extremely biased, but I, I've had the drinks. I've had uh, at least three different drinks that you yeah. guys have made. Um, the two that you were doing at the last pop-up art event, and then I had a pumpkin smoothie that you had made, and I really enjoyed all of them. I thought they were really good. Our kids love them. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's it, and I like the way you put it because it's health and wellness. It's good for you, but it's it's it tastes good too. Um, and I really enjoyed the stuff that you guys are doing. So uh, excited to hear and try more of all your different juices, smoothies, all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Any um, any parting words? Um, pretty much come through, come check us out, uh, come check out the space. We do have a lot of artwork. We're a huge fan of uh, art. We appreciate it. Uh, as you can see, uh, outside of the building itself, you can't yep. miss it. Uh, but definitely come, uh, give us your you know, words of wisdom. We love to talk, we love to hang out, you know, learn new things about different people around the area. And and basically come and enjoy, come be healthy with us, hang out with us. Awesome, thank you Rachel so much for hopping on the show. Shout out to Juice Garden BK. Look out for them coming to Bushwick, Brooklyn, uh, sometime very soon. Uh, they'll have all your health and wellness needs and some really fun and cool events. Rachel, cheers, thanks for hopping cheers. on. Cheers, thank you. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. Just wanted to let you guys know that we're going to actually be appearing in Bushwick at Absurd Conclave Studio at 360 Jefferson Street in Brooklyn on November 18th and 19th. Come through, say hi. There's going to be an event out there, the pop-up sample sale for Puerto Rico Hurricane Relief. They're going to have a bunch of diverse local vendors with trendy product lines. Come check out the beer, of course, wine, fresh-pressed juices and smoothies, food, a live salsa band, and live podcast by yours truly, and then end the night with some jazz, all for a great cause. So let's help out Puerto Rico, okay? And not, and not only that, the cool thing is that all entrance tickets will be donated to the Unidos Disaster Relief and Recovery Program by the uh, Hispanic Federation. Really cool. It's a wonderful cause. Hope you can make it. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. And we're back, and we have another very special guest here with us uh, joining the show. Sir, please introduce yourself. Hi. Thank you, Peter, for, for having us and helping to support, promote Beer in the Gardens. This is our, our second uh, fundraising, charity fundraising beer tasting. Uh, last year, we thought... It was a fun idea to try to raise money for one of the charities that we at the Church in the Gardens have been supporting for the last 10 years called Face to Face Project. They are helping impoverished communities in Malawi and in Cambodia to become self-sustaining communities by teaching them to grow victory gardens. And they happen to be a Brooklyn-based charity. So we said beer for a great cause is the best combination. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I have to say thank you for inviting Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow to do this here. Really appreciate it. It's a great cause. And, uh, man, what a turnout, huh? More than we could have imagined. Probably two to three times more than, than we had, had gotten last year in the initial event. You know, it's like we always say, craft beer, it just brings people together. Uh, it, it just kind of, craft beer is all about community. And uh, what better way than to give back and help other communities than by bringing people in with craft beer? Yeah, and I have to thank Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow for helping us promote the event because you guys were definitely part of our success today. Uh, well, thank you, and we're so glad that we could just be a part and play a small role in everything that's happening. Such a great cause. Really love what you guys are doing. Um, so now, what, what, what's the next steps for you guys? What do you, where are you guys going from here? Tell us a little bit more uh, about that. Yeah, yeah we, well, we, besides 
face-to-face project. We do a lot of other outreach work at the church and the gardens. We, uh, we do local food drives. Uh, we support some national charities and other international charities. So we try to keep it varied the way we, you know, the, uh, the groups and the, and, the, and, the, and the communities that we support. Um, so I'd love to do, I mean, <laughs> I'd love to do more of these. Um, and, and I have to say the, the craft beer, commercial crab beer community and, and the home brewing community in the New York City area, they're amazing, generous people. Yeah. They, they support, there's so many events that there are, so many charitable events that they're approached uh, to, to, to donate beer to, and they're, uh, they're amazing the way they do it. They just, <laughs> they don't blink an eye for the most part. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it's a great community. It's a great scene. They come together often, um, and, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now, you know, for you personally, what, what kind of beers do you typically uh, tend to drink? Uh, funny thing is, uh, I used to be, I always, I never was a big local kind of Coors Light, Bud Light, not, to, not that I'm insulting them, kind of fan. Even when I started drinking beer, was, uh, 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 I guess I was 18 then, maybe, maybe a little bit younger, but we'll, I don't remember. <laughs> but I would always, back, back then, Heineken's, uh, Foster's, Beck's, those were imported, and, and, and they were the craft beers of their day. So I, I always kind of gravitated to, towards those type of beers. And as uh, it evolved into the craft beer sensation the last few years, I, I always, I, I like Belgians. Yes. I didn't like, I, I disliked IPAs. But within the last two years, that changed a lot. Yeah. So well, I, hard to avoid. I know. So I, I always said they taste like grapefruit. They taste like grapefruit, but... I said, wow, I said, wait a minute, I, I have to rethink this. Yeah. So I, I would say between the Belgians, um, the IPAs, and the Imperial Stouts, my three favorites. Very nice. And yeah. I, those are great. And it just speaks to the diversity in, in amongst the craft beer options that are out there, which is uh, uh, it's pretty impressive. You gotta, there's a beer for everybody is what we always say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I said, uh, beer, beer for, for a great cause like this, I hope... I hope uh, more more charities do types these types of events because it brings out a lot of people. Yeah, and and it, it creates awareness for to make uh, the world like I said a better place uh, a little bit at a time. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, now, if people want to find out more information about about the initiatives and the events that you guys are involved in and sponsoring, where can they go to find out about that? They can contact the church in the gardens in, the, in, in Forest Hills, New York, or they could uh, look at our Facebook page, uh, Beer in the Gardens, and um, you know, they, could, they could contact the church office uh, and they can get in touch with me. Excellent. And, and uh, obviously th- this event was such a great success. You guys planning to do a third one, a fourth, fifth? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. And um, your, your son, Alex, he, he, uh, he's actually part of the uh, Brewers group, Bruminaries, correct? Bruminaries. Uh, they've been very supportive of us. Um, and I, I have to say, uh, Bitters and Esters, John is part of the group, and he's, he's helped support us over the years. And I, I'd like to think we taught him to like beer, but he taught us, well, he's trying to teach us how to make beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, again, this was a great turnout. I mean, you had a constant stream of people since the doors opened. Uh, even now, towards the end of the event, there is a lot of people here. And it, it is a great thing, and we're very, very happy about the turnout. Uh, very pleased to be here. I, is there anything you want to kind of, you know, talk about to leave the audience with? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to mention? Any, any message you want to leave our, our uh, audience with? Well, 
like I had said during my little speech uh, during the event to the attendees here, I like uh, the late great Arthur Ashe. One of my favorite quotes by him was, with what you get, you can make a living, but what you give, however, makes a life. And I'd li like to end with that. Excellent. And that's a beautiful way to end it. And Alex, thank you so much. And thank you guys at Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow for supporting us. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. And, uh, and we're back. We're back with, uh, last but not least, another very special guest uh, joining the show today. Sir, uh, please introduce yourself. Yeah, um, Alex Califf. So I, um, along with my family members and some of the church here, helped kind of throw the event today. Um, I've been home brewing for about five or six years. Yep. Um, a few years ago, too, as well, uh, me and a few of you, we actually started a homebrew club out in Prospect Heights in Brooklyn, uh, the Bourbon area, so, which is the biggest uh, homebrew club in New York City now yes. at this point. You guys are awesome. Very cool. And uh, what were you pouring for today's event? Yeah, so today I had uh, California Common. So, you know, I I like brewing different beers. It's the first time I've actually brewed it. So, I, I you know, a lot of people ask, like, what do you normally brew? I try to brew anything and everything. Um, last few beers I've done, I've done a Common, I've done a couple of Kettle Sours. Um, I've done like a Sour Barrel Solaire too as well. Um, but for this, you know, kind of like growing up around here and kind of knowing the neighborhood, it's not, I want a kind of very middle of the road beer that like people that like lager style would like, people that like very hoppy style. So um, yeah, so it's uh, Old Northern Brewer Hops, um, a good bit of English malts, so as Maris Otter, Golden Promise, uh, a few different types of caramel on there too as well. Oh, very nice, very nice. So now um, you mentioned you brew all kinds of beers. Is there particular styles that you gravitate a little more to, or even from a personal preference? I think kind of my philosophy with beer is kind of with food, it's that seasonality of it. I mean, you know, as it gets to now, I mean, it's what you catch yourself drinking is kind of what I like to brew. So a lot of like, you know, I would say more of the Oktoberfest Mars and style lagers, is, I'll probably brew one of those relatively soon. Um, you know, I've, I have one of those last night at KCBC, and it's sort of like, I haven't had one of these in a while, it's about the season for that. And the same thing, as it gets a little bit towards the winter, I've done a couple barrel-aged, um, you know, breakfast-style beers. So, yeah, I mean, I just try to do seasonally is more of that. Um, at home on tap, my girlfriend likes sours, so there's a lot of sours on tap normally, too, as well. All right. More kettle sour style. So I actually have um, a key lime pie ghost here, too, as well, that I could break up and could try a little bit, too, as well. I'd yep. love to. Yeah. That's awesome. So what do you find the most rewarding aspect of uh, homebrewing? I mean, it's a community thing, too, and I, I think it's really interesting, you know, to give kind of a shout-out to, you know, John and Doug at Bitter Nesters in Brooklyn. I mean, that's kind of... I had I had homebrew before that, um, and it's sort of interesting. When you start this hobby, you sort of, like... It's a personal thing. Like, you made this thing. You know, you're always generally your own worst critic. You're like, this beer is terrible. I don't right. want to let anybody else try it. That's the one way or the other way is sort of everybody can try it. And then, you know, everybody's like, this is great. But it's, it's an interesting platform that they built there where you can get honest feedback from people that have the palate and kind of know what they're talking about. Sure. So you can make your beer better. And I think, you know, the rewarding thing is kind of the community that, you know, I think they did a really um, great job of building. And the club, we've really, you know, it was, it was hilarious. Like the first meeting we had at the club, there was 12 of us meeting at Covenhoven. Right. And now we have 140 people and annual fundraiser events. We have to manage budgets every year. So, you know, I helped, I, I was, you know, one of the officers and planners of the club for two years and realized that, like, I have work and life. It's like, it's, it's 20, 30 hours a week, probably right. on top of, you know, what you have to do normally. But um, I think it's just community, the people you meet, um, all the commercial brewers that are super supportive of the homebrew community because most of them came out of that space. Um, yeah. 
you know, it's I think it's changing now a little bit. You have people that are opening breweries purely from a commercial standpoint. And, you know, if the beer's good, that's great. You don't want to begrudge it. But I think it's a little bit, as, when I taste the beers, it's typically lost a little bit. You can taste it sort of like, yeah. we're trying to go for the mass appeal kind of audience. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't want to say there's less authenticity of it. It just sort of seems to be, you know, less creativity, less innovation, less of them really pushing themselves to do something really different and exciting. Right, and, I, and you know, it's interesting that you touch on that because I think that's what, that's what craft beer is all about, right? It's about pushing the limits. It's about doing interesting, exciting, bold flavors. Um, and, and, you know, I think a lot of the local breweries, I, I really truly believe there's a lot of very, very talented brewers. Uh, and like you said, a lot of these breweries um, started, a lot of these guys started off as home brewers too. So it, it's exciting to see how the scene has grown and, and to see where, where it's going. It's a lot of, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting to see which of the breweries really now that are gonna excel um, as we move forward. Uh, but given that, so now do you have any aspirations to take this from home brewing any further at some point? You know, it's always kind of rattling around in your brain. That would be an interesting thing to do. You know, I think if I were to do it, I don't know if it would be in New York just because it's expensive. It's expensive. I mean, it's you're looking at $2 million, you know, if you're gonna start it at a decent commercial scale. And I think that's interesting. And, but, you know, you see people in New York doing it from very, very, very small scale to kind of build a business concept and then raise funding. I mean, Big Alice did that. Now they have a decently five-barrel system, but yeah. they were they opened a homebrew scale. You know, I think Lineup and Mortega, you know, both two good friends of mine, and they started very, very small sharing a yeah. system. And now they're both kind of progressing to go to, you know, bigger um, systems. And, you know, it's great to see that kind of uh, success. So you can absolutely do that. You don't need a lot of money. But it's just kind of hard. I think the hard thing about it is finding the one or two years of money you need to float yourself for living expenses while you're getting this up and running. Right. Um, so I know what I'm really excited for too is Fifth Hammer and Chris Kuzme is opening yeah. his place. I think absolutely in the next week or two. He said, and um, you know they're great people, and yeah, it's been a two-year, one or two-year kind of progress for them, and it's a lot of time and it's a lot of money. So you know, eventually, perhaps I don't know if it would be here. Yeah. And I think it's also becoming really competitive here because um, there's breweries opening up that I had never heard of really before, like um, yeah. the Five Burrows guys. I, yeah. I had heard about it and not really known. Recently. And the scale they're on is sort of like was extremely surprising. And, you know, good for them. And they're really going for the Massville market. They make great beer, but, you know, faces are keep popping up like that in Europe. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it seems like every, everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, there's a new brewery popping up. And, and you know, New York, it's so big, but we're still not on par with, let's say, like other locations like, like San Diego or whatever, what have you. I mean, I think there's a lot of room for growth. But then it's interesting, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but from that growth, it's now like, you know, it's not just about making good beer. That's that's like the prerequisite. Uh, prerequisite. You're going to need to be, you're going to need to be able to have a business sense and to have a marketing plan and to understand you know, how the business is changing and evolving. So it's interesting to see what that next, you know, evolution is for craft beer. Because, you know, just making good beer is just not going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, prerequisites are very great point to it, you know. And there's some places, sadly, that I think kind of are ahead on the branding side of that, and the prerequisite isn't quite there yet. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like you need to build the foundation of the pyramid before you can actually stack up there from that. Agreed. You know, and not everybody, I think, does that super well but yeah in New York I think just as with any industry there's just so many people doing it if it's not successful it, it, the market levels out really quick on that side of it so you know for the good and bad of it um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the way the market's progressing, I think it's really interesting as a whole, you know, local is the focus, you know, people want fresh beer, local beer, yep. you know, that's, it's extremely important. And, you know, the, the thing that's always interesting and I always find funny is sort of the, the white whales of the beer world that people are waiting in line for. Yeah. There's always a reason. They're great beers. Sure. But, you know, like I travel a bit for work and anytime you're traveling, you can find great beer that you don't have to wait in line for. Absolutely. Or a local brewery wherever you're at. And, you know, I always believe in that too as well. For the, for the tree houses and the trilliums, they're great freaking breweries. Yeah. There's other great breweries around you too as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, and and even you know, here in New York, you got breweries like Other Half, fantastic yep. brewery. You got people waiting in line four or five in the morning, and, and and they do make great beer. But you can go to a lot of other breweries that make very very good beer as well. That you don't need to wait online. You don't need to spend all that time. And that's not taking anything away. I mean, I think what Other Half is doing is they're doing phenomenal things. Absolutely. But there's a lot of breweries all over New York that are doing really really great things too. Yeah, and and. and you know, I think for those brewers, a little bit, it's kind of like, it's great and it's puzzling at the same time. They're sort of like, awesome, you're selling a ton of beer, it's fantastic from a business perspective, but, you know, some people in the industry are sort of like, I don't get it, kind of to a point, but it's awesome, you yeah. know, and they make great beer, um, and yeah, not to take anything away from them, they're doing great stuff too as well, but it's, um, it's the fear of missing out, kind of the collective audience piece of it too, you know. Sure. I remember the first time I really ever saw that was a few years back when... West 11 did that that fundraising release in the U.S. This had to be like seven or eight years ago. Going to work, going by the Whole Foods on Bowery, and seeing a line of like 80 people at 7:30 in the morning waiting to spend a hundred dollars on a six-pack of beer. It's crazy. You know, it's it's yeah. sort of like wow. I would love to try it, but not that much. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. No, but and it's interesting. And is it? And you know, and, and kind of on that note, and that man, and we've been talking about this in the last couple of episodes. You know, we're big hopheads. I love my IPAs, double IPAs. I think they're great beers. But I think, personally, for me, I'm reaching a point where there's such an oversaturation where it's like, okay, for not for a brewery to succeed, they need that IPA on tap. But at the same time, there, there's there's so much more that craft beer can offer. And I feel like it's so heavy with, with IPAs that it's kind of overshadowing all the other different flavor spectrums. I mean, how do you kind of see that? Like, what's your take kind of on that? I mean, yeah, it's like the I love IPAs. I mean, they're you great. know, they're great. if they're done well, they're phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, what I've I've seen recently, and I kind of like, are breweries opening from a business concept that are sort of kind of pushing that aside. I think Suarez in this area is kind of an interesting one. Yep. You know, they they said kind of explicitly, we're not going to make an IPA. We want to make LLs and Pilsners, and their beers are are phenomenal. They're yep. really great. And I think I've seen more of that in markets of sort of like easy drinking like those soft kind of German South Pelzers like Fleet at Freeze you know congrats on them for winning you know the best oh, yeah. beer in New York too as yeah. well and it's it's been one of my favorites for a long time and um, you know I think people are kind of opening their minds more to styles outside of IPA yeah. you know you'll still come to events like this and people are sort of like I, I hate IPAs or I hate sours or I hate the style you know right. but there's something always for everybody it's always funny it's always like I hate beer and it's just like you haven't found the beer it's that It's impossible. You, you we drink. always say there's a beer for everyone out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, even a place like uh, Transmitter, too. That's another brewery without an IPA on tap. They do a lot of interesting Belgian style. Yeah. Saisons, farmhouse style, sours. So uh, it, it, it's interesting. And that's why, you know, I was talking about this earlier in the show, like, to see what's that next evolution. So IPA is a craze and really still is. But it's like, what's next? What's that next kind of, like, yeah. buzzword? The next it beer? 
I mean, to it's, come on the scene. You know, it's Pilsner's, Kettle Sours. I mean, um, it, it's it's funny to me saying liking Sours for a while. Three or four years ago, you'll go to a bar, uh, even like pretty well-focused beer bars might have one or two Sours on draft. Now you'll go to a bar in the East Village that's pretty applicable. Everybody, you'll see four or five on tap. Yeah. So the mass market appeal of that, it surprised me. It really has, you know. Um, and being a big fan of the style, like, it's great. Uh, you know, I think, obviously, Pilsner, Sours have been the big thing. I mean, you know, I'd say last summer was probably the fruit IPAs were the big yeah. thing. The summer oh, yeah. before was Gosa's. Sure. And I think every summer has their own sort of, like, beer. I don't know if this past summer there was one I could really put my thumb on that was yeah. really dominated the market more than others. Um, but it's really interesting. I had been traveling, and I was in Cincinnati uh, recently. And the funny thing there is that uh, a lot of breweries, I mean, great brewing history in the city, you know. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the breweries have such a focus on kettle sour beers. And I saw kettle sours that they then barrel age, which is something that you don't normally see. It's right. a really interesting kind of concept. Um, and finding the New England or the IPAs in general was hard. So it's really funny that, like, I was like, this is a, one of the weirder beer markets I've been in. Like, I, there's a brewery that's focused just on kettle sours to make great beers, but there's no super IPA-focused breweries there. It's very, like, traditional German Pilsner styles and sours. So yeah. I think that, you know, they can, uh, you know, those are big two growth structures, I think, in the market for beer. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting mentioning Pilsner. I feel like Pilsner, it's such a hard style to brew well because, I mean, it's, it's, there's not much room for error there. It's, it's you yeah. know, it is what it is, you know, whereas other beers you may be able to mask certain flavors, certain imperfections. Pilsner really is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, and uh, everybody's had those kind of sweet, under-attenuated kind of commercial versions of it. Yeah. A lot of corn heavy, so you're right. I mean, and that's why you have such appreciation for places that do it really well. Yeah. And consistently well, too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, do you have any um, uh, social media or websites where you promote what you're doing? Uh, anything you want to want to mention, talk about? Yeah, I mean, shouting out probably to uh, the club, the Bermuders as well. I mean, uh, we just had our annual event yesterday, fundraiser. Right super, well, super awesome. If anybody's listening that came out yesterday to the well, thank you. Awesome. Great for supporting the club. Uh, the thing we have coming up, we're actually doing a collaboration brew with KCBC on Halloween called nice. The Nightmare on Troutman Street uh, that we did with them last year. So it's actually going to be releasing cans. It's a red IPA. I think the specs last year was a 6.6% alcohol. All right. As goes. Um, hopefully the brew day goes better than last year. I think uh, it was us, Bitter and Esters, and, and KCBC. I think they had a 13 or 14 hour louder with the beer yesterday, last year. Okay. Which uh, beget the name. So hopefully the brew day goes smoother this year. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, see that coming out soon. And um, yeah, if you're into homebrewing and looking at clubs in New York, check us out, brewmanaries.com. Awesome. And uh, do you have any uh, other upcoming events you want to plug really quick? Um, I think some other events too as well. I mean, I, you know, I guess what I'm excited for is Fifth Hammer opening yes. relatively soon too yeah. as well. Um, but I think, yeah, most of the events I think had happened already. Awesome, man. Very, very cool. Well, look, thank you so much for uh, hopping on the show. Really appreciate it. Really uh, like the brew you brought today. I thought it was very tasty. I'm uh, going to come back for seconds after this interview. And... Um, yeah, man, really like what the Brewman areas are doing. You guys, you guys are awesome, man. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it for coming out. Thanks for supporting it. Absolutely. It's a great cause. We're happy to be here. Thank you. Cheers. All right, guys, this is Beard Today, Beard Tomorrow. Um, just wrapping up this event today. Had a couple of interesting guests hop on the show. Great cause. Very nice location. Beautiful fall day. Uh, Rachel, what did you think about the event? It was awesome. People are so cool down here. 
If you didn't come, you have to come next year. It was so it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. The drinks were amazing. There were amazing home brewers and you know what? Honestly, they're really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially um we just had Alex on from the Bruminaries. He just threw me a little of his uh, key lime pie goes, I believe it was. And um, this, we both tried it. I mean, yeah. this, this is one of the best beers I've had here. And there's some, like, heavyweight, heavy hitter no, breweries down, here. delicious. Absolutely. Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We'll be back with another Dose of Dopeness soon. And uh, until then, man, follow the Craft Beer Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey, rather. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Rachel, any parting words? Well, basically, keep uh, stay tuned, and um, and you're gonna find out some new events that are coming up, uh, new festivals, and a uh, quick sneak peek. Uh, BTBT might be having an event. Watch out. Uh oh, maybe, maybe. Absurd Conclave, Juice Garden, BK. Hey, what's up? Guys, stay tuned. We'll be talking to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just to let you know, we have a lot of things lined up. Hope you guys can make it. I can't wait to see all of you guys participating and and being part of all these awesome events. And just don't forget, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you like it, like us. Show your love. We love it. Alrighty? And of course, like always, drink local. Drink fresh and repeat. Cheers.